Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. This is Obeyed Shah once again. This is part two of the first episode of the Benchmob Scrubs podcast. Thank you for listening and hope you enjoy. Because I that's well, Yusuf. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Go ahead, Ibrahim. What do you have to say? No, I. So the the big thing for me is I have the Heat coming into the playoffs in the four seed. I really think they have the potential to upset people for the very fact that Jimmy Butler is their leader. The big key there is he is fearless, right? When he left Chicago, when he was in Chicago, he thought he was better than Derrick Rose after Derrick Rose's MVP season. When he went to the the T Wolves, he thought he was better than Cat and Wiggins. And I remember that day where he took the third stringers and beat the starters. And then I don't when think he, he thought, one second, I want to cut you off because I think you're well, wrong. I was on a rant. Uh, no, no, listen, I, though. I, was, I, was I don't think, wrong. I don't, I don't, when you say that he thinks he was better, I don't think he ever thinks he was better. He said he worked harder than them. He always gave Cat and uh, uh, what's it called, Wiggins credit That's that they were better players. That. Huh? That's what I was going to get to. Well, you didn't get to it fast enough. <laughs> I mean, no, no, go ahead. No, this no. Is why we, I, oh. This is why we don't let you talk, Danielle. This is why. <laughs> no, when, well, when you said uh, Jimmy Butler thought he was better, that to me implied that he thinks he's a better player than them. But yeah, I, 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 I think I know what Danielle's saying because, like, even yeah. with Chicago, when after yeah. like Derrick Rose got injured and he was coming back, that whole like uh, kind of beef thing that happened in Chicago. Jimmy Butler said, you know, why does like a guy like Derrick Rose, who's a proven MVP, not have to work just as hard as I do kind of thing? Yeah. He's like one of those mentalities where I don't care if you're the star. I don't care if you're like the last man on the bench. Yes. Everybody's putting in 110% on my team. And you got to respect that, man. And you see it with the Miami Heat. You know what I mean? That, that's what so, I was going to say. Um, and then just to end my point, I, I think he's going to upset some people in the East because he's not scared. Yeah. <laughs> There, there, go ahead, Obeyed. I give up. <laughs> All right. So what, what I wanted to talk about was um, who is each of yours NBA Finals uh, representatives from the Eastern and Western Conferences, and what do you th- who do you think will be the winners of the NBA Finals come June? Ooh. Ibrahim, you want to start? Oh, man, this, this, is, a, this is a tough question. Uh, coming out the West... I, I gotta say the Lakers. I, I think LeBron's gonna get enough juice for for one more, uh, one more shot at the title. I think he's gonna come out the West. I think their organization has made some great moves this summer. They've gotten better than where they were when they won the chip a couple months back. And I think if they have to, they'll make another move or two during the year to just kind of shore up any weaknesses that come up. I think they're definitely gonna get to the finals. Coming out the West, uh, coming out the East, that one's gonna be tough. Right. I, I have three teams that I really think are going to, they all have a shot. Right. I, I think the, the Heat and the Celtics have the, the greatest chance of coming out the East just because they're, they're, they're so deep and they're dynamic. Right. The Bucks, if you shut down Giannis, you can shut down their team. We'll see how that goes now with Drew Holiday. But, and this, and the, the Nets have a great chance with, with KD and Kyrie. And, and the 76ers have a good shot. But I think it's going to come down to the Celtics and the Heat. To be honest, I, I think it's going to be the Celtics. I think the Heat are going to go deep. But I think the, it's going to be a Lakers-Celtics final. 
with the Lakers taking the chip. And how many games? I can't predict that right now, but I, I wouldn't be surprised if it went, you know, five or six games. I'm going to say Lakers and Heat in the championship uh, repeat from last year, except this time it'll go six games and Lakers will win it in six games. Mm. Well, it went I think six games. It went six games. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. No. I guess that's what I, that's what I get for messing with Daniel. Sorry, bud. Uh, but uh, truly, though, um, in the West, see, the, the difference between the East and West is the Lakers are – far and away everybody's favorites in the west i think so and i yeah right rightfully so they should be yeah, they far should and away be. they it's the lakers and then everybody else is in the second tier in the eastern conference you have it's a lot of disparity there's not much going on not much differences you can make a legitimate argument for you could say at least six teams on why they could be championship contenders you can even throw in the 76ers they might not have the talent but i do think doc rivers is a great coach and he could maybe turn that team around they have seth curry now who knows their shooting is going to get better they have a big man ben simmons is going to improve joel Embiid, if he stays healthy they might be good who knows but i think he have shown uh, resilience and, and grit. They have a good combination of talent and coaching. And I think that goes understated a lot of times. And I do think that's why they will come out of the East uh, seven games against the Celtics. And then in the Western conference, it'll be the Lakers versus gee, who would, who would the Lakers face? Uh, just to stick it to all you guys, it's going to be the jazz. It's going to go six <laughs> games, okay? What do you That's mean stick it to the rest of us? It's only yeah. Danielle saying that he, they're not going to yeah. make the playoffs. Yeah. It's they're gonna not going to, bro. We're going to come I'll back. Don't loop me in with this thing that the Jazz aren't going to make the playoffs. Yeah. They're, yeah. they're No, you're, you're looped in. It's generalization. <laughs> screen sh- we, we sc- I've, I've screenshotted it right now. It's a mental <laughs> screenshot. Bro, I have them as a six seed. <laughs> no, no. We should have our after this podcast. We should each put a list together for East and West one to uh, one through eight. Yeah, yeah. That, come back know, to that's it. actually what I was thinking when you. And were, you know what, guys? We're, we're gonna put that. We're gonna put that on our Twitter. We're gonna put that on our IG, so then we can follow it up when that time comes and see which one, who was right. Which I, yeah. obviously it was gonna be me, but but more so how right I was <laughs> and how wrong these guys were. Because, but let's be honest, folks. I'm the only one that made the playoffs in our fantasy football league. Oh, so whose opinion my. are you going to actually trust? Hey, We're talking hey, about basketball, auto, not football. Auto, auto, auto draft. It does not matter. Auto draft. That, that's, auto draft. I stop the count. Stop the count. Can I just say also that I do agree with Obeid that uh, the Lakers and the Heat are going to be uh, in the finals this upcoming year. I think it's going to be a repeat. But I think this year um, the Heat will take it to seven games. But LeBron James being LeBron James, 18th year, he's going to win another ring. Uh, LeBron and James. And that's how this season. <laughs> so you guys all got the Lakers, huh? What about so you, you guys Daniel? All, so you guys all got the Lakers. Daniel's going to pick the Jazz, Daniel's, even though Daniel's they didn't make say, the playoffs. Daniel's about to say LaMelo Ball and the Charlotte Hornets. <laughs> Coming out hey. from the West. <laughs> speaking speaking no. of LaMelo. Uh, Wait, let me Daniel's answer my question. <laughs> <laughs> okay. He's ahead, like speaking on the mellow. Let's yeah. transition. <laughs> He's like, I think everybody has spoken here now. <laughs> okay, so I, I agree. I think Lakers should Lakers should be the favorite, and I Lakers. Okay, Lakers. L A K E R S. Uh, <laughs> right, I think everybody has spoken. 
they should definitely be the favorites. I agree. You know, adding Schroeder, uh, Harrell, and Gasol, I think their team got better than last year. But I'm going to give you a team um, that I'm going to choose to come out of the West. Um, I know the Lakers are the favorites, but since all of you guys have chosen the Lakers already, I'm going to talk about the Mavs and why I think they will have a good chance to come out. God. So let me talk about it. <laughs> what? <laughs> no, no, you're good. Hey. I thought you okay. were about to say the Utah Jazz. <laughs> no, 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 no. I, they're not making the playoff, guys. You're going to come back six months, and you're going to be like, Daniel was right. Yo, what, what are we putting on this? Uh, yeah, I, you got to take us to, out to dinner or something. That's fine. Right. That's fine. Let's, let's do it. You can Daniel's gonna be like, Is that a be... bench mop scrubs first? Yes. If the are jazz... you promising us dinner if the but Jazz no. make the playoffs? If the Jazz make the playoffs... Yes, I will buy all three of you guys food, okay? I want to Perfect. Okay, let's go. <laughs> um, so, Luca, let me talk to you guys about Luca. Like I said, he's only 21. Uh, let me say his stats from last year. 28.8 points, 9.4 rebounds, 8.8 assists, and he shot 46% from the floor. That's crazy. That's almost a triple-double. Um, and he's getting better every year. It was his second year. Um, you can actually say the playoff, what's it called, the playoff in the bubble was actually a third year. Um, and he got better doing that as well. So, hey, Brame's making that face, but I'm talking about the first rookie year, second year until COVID came, and then I count the third year as when we went into the bubble. Um, but regardless, he's been getting better year by year. And then the other, his sidekick, Porzingis. I think you guys are doubting him. He's only 25. I know it feels like he's been there for about eight to 10 years, but he's only <laughs> 25. Um, and let me tell you his stats when he was healthy. As mentioned, last year he came back. He was good, but I think he's going to be even better. When he was in New York, he averaged 22.7 points on 40% shooting from the three-point range. He's a unicorn. He has length, and the one thing he's underrated on is his defense. He blocks a lot of shots, a lot of the shots. He blocked about 2.5 shots last year. And uh, they added a couple of good pieces, in my opinion, as well. They added Josh Richardson, who's a good shooter, and James Johnson, uh, whose vers- uh, versatility and defense is something they lacked last year, and I think that's going to help them, uh, especially with LeBron in the West. I'm not saying he's going to be able to guard him one-on-one, but I'm saying he's going to be able to um, help out and maintain with that. Um, so, I mean, their three-point percentage from last year, they were one of the top five teams, and I think that's something you need to be good at doing this um, you know, decade to kind of win a chip. Um, so I think Luka's going to step up, um, and I think the Lakers, I mean, what's it called? I think uh, the Clip, uh, the Clippers would have lost to the Mavs if Porzingis wasn't injured, meaning they would have gone a little bit farther. So I think last year's ex- uh, experience is definitely going to help them. And I'm going to read a quote from LeBron James. He said, I wanted to begin Team LeBron and have Luka at my first signing with Nike. I don't even know if Luka knows this, but he will know now. So when LeBron speaks, we better listen. And he thinks that Luka's the real deal. And I have him as a favorite to win the MVP next year. Daniel's the guy that does the homework and everybody else just like follows him. And bro, bro, <laughs> no, 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 I've, I've done my homework. Let, let me talk here. <laughs> go ahead. There's go no ahead. bigger Mavs fan than me on this call. And I You're a Nowitzki fan. <laughs> bro, I, am a, I am now a Luka fan. <laughs> and I, I agree with everything you're saying, except them coming out the West this year. I think they're a year out. I think LeBron, like you quoted LeBron, and now you're going to bet against LeBron. That doesn't make any sense to me, right? I, I think LeBron's <laughs> not... <laughs> I'll give you a you're credit. You're quoting the man, and you're going to say the man's going to lose. <laughs> um, I, 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 I agree with it, right? 
the the thing that gets me is if Porzingis can stay healthy, you can't really guard that team, right? Because it took them some time to figure out how to play them together. And then Rick Carlisle just said, Luca, you're going to have the ball, do what you want with it. And Prozingis is comfortable playing the second fiddle, which I didn't think he would, would be, especially with a yeah. younger guy. But he's comfortable. He's comfortable just doing catch and shoots. And he can still get 20-plus a game. Uh, so I think they got a great core, and they have great talent around them. And Rick Carlisle is an underrated coach. And yep. like you have to remember, he beat the Heatles. His team beat LeBron James, Dwayne Wade, and Chris Bosh. So I know that they're going to be a very well-coached team. I do think if they meet the Clippers in the playoffs and they're healthy, they'll beat the Clippers. I just don't see them beating the Lakers. There's no one on the Clipper on, on the Mavs that can match up with LeBron and AD. Those two guys are just going to go to work, and they're, that's why they're going to the finals. Okay, let me say one more thing before, Danielle, before we, we move on. Danielle, yeah. we didn't get your pick from the Eastern Conference. Buddy. Yeah, yeah I'll, let me talk about the East. But before that, Ibrahim, <laughs> um, I agree. Like I said, I think – I mean, I'm just saying since everyone chose the Lakers here, I'm going to choose another team. And I think the Mavs have the best chance besides the Lakers to come out of the West. And that's why I kind of made a case for them. But um, not betting against LeBron, but I'm just saying if I had to choose a team besides the Lakers, I would choose the Mavs, and I was kind of making my case for that. Um, on the team coming out for the, from the East, as I mentioned, I think it's going to be the Celtics, um, and mainly because of Jason Tatum. And uh, they have a lot of talent, good depth. Kemba Walker, Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, three-headed monster in my opinion all solid players, all can average 20 points, uh, all can take you off the dribble. Um, and the other thing is Jason Tatum, as you guys know, trained with Kobe Bryant. And I'm a big, big Kobe Bryant fan. Um, he has a similar game. Um, and I think that's going to help them uh, propel uh, the other teams. I, I think the Heat are great. Uh, I think they're going to have a good year again. I think they're going to go in the deep in the playoffs, but I think the Celtics are going to learn their lesson from last year and they're going to be stronger uh, and Kemba Walker is going to uh, be healthier uh, than he was at the playoff run last year. So I think that's going to propel them to come out of the East. Um, and as you guys have said, uh, their coach, they have a really good coach. So uh, Brad Stevens, he's really good. I think he's underrated as well. Uh, I think that's going to be really good for them. So we shall see. But those are my teams coming out of the East and West. And um, if I had the Mavs coming out, then I definitely got to have the Mavs winning it all. <laughs> uh, so I have the Mavs Dang. winning in six games uh, between the Mavs and the Celtics. We got that some is, bold that prediction is, here. That is certainly that is a bold, bold prediction. Yeah. Speaking it of is, bold predictions, is. aside from Danielle's very bold Mavericks win the championship next year, any other bold predictions that you guys have? I mean, I, I kind of addressed this earlier, but I, I would – argue that the bulls making the playoffs is a bold prediction um given how uh, bad they were i mean because of the coaching and stuff but i think it's a huge stride uh that if they make the playoffs i think that that'll surprise a lot of people and i don't think anybody's expecting them outside of you know some of the chicago fans uh for them to make the playoffs so that's kind of my bold prediction and then number two bold prediction is going to be i think kobe white is going to be the most improved basketball Ooh. player this coming year. That's the um, second year. Just because he's going to get more time. If he's starting, man, it gives just him more opportunities to kind of showcase what he can do, you know? So that's kind of my bold prediction. I'm going to say Chicago. Yep. 
All right. I have a couple of bold predictions, and I think I addressed one earlier with the Warriors missing the playoffs. Ooh. My other bold prediction, I actually have two more bold predictions, and they both have to do with the Ball brothers. I think, oh. I think LaMelo Ball will win, not only win Rookie of the Year, he will make the All-Star team. Dang. Mm. Okay. And Lonzo, okay. And Lonzo, and Lonzo Ball will be the most improved player. And oh. The best player on the Pelicans roster. What? Wait. Year. Wow. Wait, what? over Zion? Yes. Over Zion. No, you, man. But, but, okay, okay. Listen, no, listen, no, no, listen, no. No, no, no. That's listen, a little listen, crazy. Listen, Wait, listen, no, yeah. <laughs> listen, listen, listen. By best, I mean most valuable player for that team. No, no. He is the point. He is the point guard, right? Yes, you have Brandon Ingram. You have Lonzo Ball, and you have Zion Williamson. You have three phenomenal Gosh, talents. But at the same time, you need someone to take in charge, take charge of that. Right, so I think Lonzo will do a great job feeding them. He will do. He's already a phenomenal defender, much much better than his younger brother. He'll do. He'll, he's only going to improve upon that, and I think he's going to really showcase the talents of both Ingram and Zion. But I don't think they'll reach their potential unless Lonzo can get them there, and I do think he will, which is why he will be the most valuable player for the Pelicans, and I do think that's why he will win the most improved player and his brother Lamelo, will end up winning rookie of the year and make the all-star team. Not necessarily because he might deserve it, but because of number one, he has all the media hype. He was the, he looked, he was looked upon everyone and we know how the NBA does its all-star voting. It's basically whoever's the most popular player. He's going to get the volume, right? He is, he's going to have the ball in his hands all the time. He's a great passer. Not the best defender. He's an okay shooter. So he's going to have the ball in his hands all the time. And just with sheer volume and assists and length and length and rebounds, he's going to make the he's going to make the all-star team and he's going to win rookie of the year. Those are my three bold predictions. What about your prediction for Jello Ball? You can't forget about him. He will win <laughs> he will win the he will win the NBA MVP for next year. He'll <laughs> <laughs> be the, the, the what about, cut him, right? So I, yeah, I, I they, will did. Yeah, they did. They did. Yeah, they yeah, just they cut did. him. I, th- yeah. I think he's going to do well in the G League. I think he might average twenty points a game. But going back to what Obade said, um, with Lamelo Ball, I can see him being Rookie of the Year. The All Star, um, you know, if he's a starter on the All Star, which is voted by the fans, I think that's doable because he's got over six million followers on Instagram. Like, I'm, exactly. I'm sure he can get the votes and like exactly. muscle his way in there. Um, but yeah, like you said, he might not deserve it, but I think he'll get a seat. I think so too. That's, I mean, honestly, it's these things are as unfortunate as they are. It's about popularity uh, amongst other things. Yes. Talent included. But, I'm not saying he, me, he's not talented. He's a great talent, but popularity goes a long, long way. And but yeah, aside ahead. from, aside from, you know, um, LaMelo ball, you couldn't name three other prospects unless you actually watched NBA shows or you watch ESPN or Fox sports or anything like that. you couldn't name three other players and let's not kid ourselves. We only knew him because he is a household name and he's going to continue making and establishing himself as a household name in multiple households that didn't even know he was, a, he was there. But I, I think I would just argue as far as the all-star game goes, if, and we're talking about the popularity and the fans voting, especially for the starters, 
Yeah. We can't forget that Russell Westbrook is in the East now. Exactly. And I that still think Russell, prediction. I still think <laughs> Russell Westbrook is more popular than LaMelo. Yes. And obviously way better. And um, so I think he's just, you know, if, if we're talking about starters, uh, yeah. it would be hard for me to see LaMelo. Um, Kyrie. Voted, uh, Kyrie's kind of, I don't know, man. Trey Young. Trey yeah, Young. yeah. I mean, yeah, exactly. So there's a lot of people. Uh, going down uh, the line, maybe, but I think first year is kind of tough. But again, that's why it's a bold prediction, right? So, Do you, so w- will Russell Westbrook be considered Russell Eastbrook now? <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty How good. long have you been waiting that to say good. that? <laughs> as, literally, good. as soon as the podcast started, I wanted to start off saying that. But you know, oh, I, that I just, is that is good. Obey I'm pretty I would sure say that's one know, of your best. Thanks, man. Yes. I'm pretty sure if I said that, we wouldn't have a lot of listeners. Not that we probably already will, but <laughs> yeah, as long as as long as I make it known that that was on my mind the entire time. There you go. Um, aside from even Trey Young, I wanted to say so many other things. Trey, Trey old, you know, cup old, so many other things. But nonetheless, that wasn't as good as the Eastbrook thing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, aside from my bold predictions, uh, I think we have Yusuf and Ibrahim. What do you guys think? Go ahead. I think Yusuf did I, his already. Yeah, yeah, I did. Yeah. We're waiting right. on uh, Yeah. So, I haven't done it either. I have two bold predictions. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Danny, please. <laughs> so my, my biggest uh, prediction right now for the NBA season actually goes off of what you just said about uh, Russell Westbrook. I don't think the Wizards are going to make the playoffs. Mm. I think this year is the year that they finally trade Bradley Beal because Russell Westbrook wants to be the man, and he's not – the same age as he was when he was in the Thunder, dropping those triple-doubles every night. And with everything changing in the East, the East is getting stronger. I have them going into the, the, the play-in tournament and losing out to the Pacers and the Hawks for the last two seeds in the, in the East. So my bold prediction is Russell Westbrook is going to miss the playoffs, even though he's going to be in the Eastern Conference. Wow. So that's the first one. The second one is with or without Harden, I don't think the Rockets are making the playoffs. And that's even with if they keep him. I think they're going to miss it. There's too much dysfunction. I, I'm hearing reports of him showing up to camp out of shape. Sure, he still put on a clinic the, the other night when I think he had like 27 and 5 in like 20 minutes. But when you're playing basketball and you're playing out of shape, you're going to end up pulling a hamstring or something, and it's going to impact your whole season. And so, you know, he's he, – I think he's not going to lead the league in scoring, and I don't think the, the Rockets are going to make the playoffs, even if they keep him. Hmm. Well, Mike, babe, I have a question. That's interesting. That's interesting. Well, babe, I have a question what? for you. Yeah, what's up, buddy? Um, <laughs> you think the Warriors aren't going to make the playoffs. Is that correct? I, I, I believe uh, that is my, one of my bold predictions, yes. One of your that's bold, the man one that of your... thinks the Jazz is not going to make the playoffs, but continue. I think – <laughs> that's more outlandish that the Warriors won't make it than the Jazz not making the playoffs, in my opinion. I don't know if you – I'm pretty sure Yusuf agrees with me. Uh, but um, let me sh- – I mean, so why don't we do this, Obeid? Since I said um, if the Jazz don't make the playoffs, I'll get you guys food. If the Warriors make the playoffs, why don't you buy the three of us food? How about that? Oh. What if they both Deal? make the playoffs? Then no then one gets him by Exactly. <laughs> Yeah. You know what? You know what? If, well, no, I'm, I'm betting on the Warriors. But Danny gets his finals pick, where it's the Mavs, oh. the Heat, I will buy you all dinner. Look, if, 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 if LaMelo listen, Ball 
is voted <laughs> in as a starter at the All Star Game. I will buy all of you guys dinner. Listen, we gotta record this. If, if any of Ibrahim's bold predictions come true, I will go to his house and set up his microphone. For <laughs> hey, we have a winner. This man is holding his microphone. Someone come get your man's and help him. All right. <laughs> Oh, babe, where are you podcasting from, by the way? So that I'm uh, podcasting from my closet, guys. Um, I, I'm gonna Coming put out. up a I'm gonna put up a video soon. Uh, there's a specific reason why. Um, oh, it's okay. because nobody likes me at home, and so that's why uh, I'm in the closet. But honestly, this is really comfortable. It's quite warm in here, but yeah. nonetheless, I have thoughts to myself and my clothes. In here. Oh, I have so many clothes in here, Yusuf. Nice, bro. Really? What? What brand? I don't know, honestly. It's mostly my wife's clothes. So, <laughs> Daniel, did we get your bold predictions, or are we gonna move on? <laughs> uh, I mean, you guys know my bold prediction. I think yeah, the Jazz bro, the aren't jazz gonna make the, the playoffs. Jazz in the, just, the Jazz yeah. aren't gonna make the playoffs, which no. I think is not as blasphemous as your Warriors not making the playoffs, in my opinion. Uh, and then the Mavs one I know is a stretch, but like I said, everyone has the Lakers coming out, which I can definitely see. But the one team I see. Um, that can come out besides the Lakers are the Mavs because Luca I think is going to have a really good year. He's been getting better year by year, more experienced last year. If Porzingis is healthy, they're going to be a team that's going to be really, really difficult for other people to kind of, uh, um, you know, uh, struggle with. The reason I'm struggling is also because Wahid Moi just texted me. What? Um, so, Breaking news! So, okay, <laughs> that's so bogus. Wait, wait, wait. Hold on, hold on, hold on. That's so bogus because... He texted me just now, but I was trying to be professional, Daniel, and not say it on a podcast. Okay, excuse Yo, me. Why, why did he text why, me, though? Why, he didn't text me either, guys. Bro, so we wished him a happy birthday. I did, too. Yeah, I wished him a happy yeah. birthday, too. Oh, freaking I used that. What kind of friends are you guys? Bro, I texted him yesterday. Day. Look, no, look. Listen, listen, listen. listen. I, asked I thought he would have replied. So we he, he if you're out there, we're looking for you. We yeah, come out, come home. We will find you. Come home. We miss you. We will buy you dinner too. if you don't, if you don't show your face within the next few days, I'm gonna send Liam Neeson after you to find you after this podcast drops. Number one trending on Twitter. Who is Wahid Muiz? Yo, so I wanted to flip the flip the switch a little bit, um, kind of uh, conclude our podcast with something a little bit more serious. Um, as we know, um, as we're hopefully nearing the end of this COVID pandemic, it's affected a lot of people in this world. And I know it's a bit trivial to talk about how it's going to be impacting the NBA season. But I, uh, I do think being a sports podcast or being one of the things we talk about, I think it's important to discuss that matter as well. And um, I know we have a physician on uh, as one of our colleagues, Mr. Or excuse me, Dr. Yusuf Said. <laughs> so if you could please grace us with some knowledge of yours and, and how that can, um, number one, how the, how COVID is going to impact the upcoming season versus the previous season. Uh, and where do you think it stands on having fans at games uh, next year? Yeah, man. I mean, I think you hit it on the head um, as far as how difficult it has been for everybody. It's just not been the same, you know, even watching sports, like without the fans out there uh, cheering or booing uh, has kind of, you know, the sport itself has lost an element in that sense. Um, 
as far as the NBA itself goes uh, and their handling of COVID, I think has probably been the best out of the MLB, the NFL, you know, they did the bubble thing and it worked. They did the entire bubble without a single positive COVID case, which is unheard of. Um, You know, baseball had COVID cases, NFL had COVID cases. And I think the NBA um, now not being a bubble and traveling might impact it in the sense that you might have a positive case here and there but also i think it's a nice timing for the nba uh given that the covid vaccine uh has just come out but obviously you know it's coming out in increments so how much the vaccine itself is going to affect the nba uh i would say not much at least this season coming up but i think because they're not in a bubble i would expect a couple positive cases in the NBA um, and guys being out a couple games. And, you know, it's a shortened season at 72 games. And if a team, God forbid, uh, loses one of their star players, I mean, you're talking about 14 day quarantine and you're talking about, you know, in the NBA, how many games do you think they play in 14 games? Maybe, maybe six, maybe six, seven, or maybe 10. Yeah. Yeah. And that's for some, for some teams who rely on these star players, that's a make it or break it for the playoffs. So in that sense, yeah, in that sense, I feel like that can definitely uh, derail some teams. So just keep out a lookout for that. Um, But hopefully, you know, we we hope that nobody gets COVID and uh, we have a smooth season, you know? Now, do you think the the teams, uh, obviously there's different cities from different states and each state has different regulations in terms of having fans and stands or and whatnot i know some states are stricter than others depending on on um you know on where they are and how their situation is do you think having uh players traveling with teams and team doctors to different states and cities for games and you know some do you think that's an advantage to the home team uh, let's say if a home team has fans, is that an advantage for them? Or if the home team is not allowed to have fans for whatever, for the, due to the pandemic, do you think that's a disadvantage to them? And how do you think that's going to impact, you know, um, teams going into it? Because obviously with the bubble, one thing I think I noticed more than anything is you had a lot of younger players making a name for themselves and a bigger impact because they didn't have, I guess you could say that playoff feel, uh, the, 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 the pressure from the fans or anything that was kind of relatively silent playing in an open gym, essentially. So how do you think that will impact uh, the teams and, and especially the younger players moving forward? Yeah, no, I mean, I think that's a great point. I think we also saw proof of that in the bubble when Paul George said, you know, he straight up admitted that because he didn't have the atmosphere, he didn't have that same adrenaline, that same drive to go out in a playoff game and compete the way he normally would in front of 20,000 fans. Um, but at the end of the day, I think it's going to be an individual kind of uh, assessment on why you're out there and the motivation that you have to find. I think though that the teams that were in the bubble have a slight advantage uh, because they know how it was like playing without fans. Uh, if that makes sense. I think some of these teams that weren't invited to the bubble um the first couple of games, they might have to get adjusted to the feel of things. But, you know, at the end of the day, though, honestly, all these guys are professionals. They're professional basketball players. These guys are hoopers. They'll play. 
with nobody watching them, they'll play with like thousands of people watching them. So I, I, I don't think it'll affect them that much, um, the fans wise, but I think adrenaline wise and like late second games and like down to the wire, that's when you'll kind of probably feel the difference, especially for the young guys who, you know, live off that. Let me give you a scenario. Uh, do you think the Clippers would have blown that lead uh, with up 3-1 if the fans were in the sand? I don't know. Oh, that's also a good point, actually. I'm not sure about Daniel's uh, question. Like, I don't know the answer to that. But, like, home and away games, I think that was another thing with the bubble, you know? You didn't have home court advantage, and I think maybe Obeid was alluding to that, and I kind of just didn't talk about it. But, um, yeah, I don't so, know. I don't know. What do you guys like think? The, one, so, the Clippers – go ahead, Ibrahim. All right, one, one thing I wanted to add about that, another aspect to it is with the bubble – there was mental fatigue of just being away from your family and other people mm-hmm. and props to the Lakers for being resilient. But I think that's also another big factor. The, the Clippers let it like, just, they didn't stay mentally sharp. Right. Yeah. Like Lou Williams, you know, got some chicken wings on the side, you know, like they had, a, they had a lot of other things going on. And this year there is an increased COVID risk because they're not going to have the bubble, but the mental wear and tear, I don't, I don't think it'll be there as much, right? There, there'll be a different aspect to it because you're not going to be in front of fans, but you're going to be interacting with people, right? You're going to go home and you're going to see your kids and your kids are going to be like, yo, dad, why'd you, why'd you miss the, why'd you hit the side of the backboard? You know, and it's going to be another way to kind of keep you motivated versus just trying to get home when you're in the bubble. One more thing to consider is, um, Last week, the NBA announced that they were they were putting a, basically a definitive ban on uh, players going to clubs and restaurants, not restaurants, but clubs and, and different um, night activities during the season. To did mitigate, James Harden get that memo? Uh, I think he did not um, <laughs> to mitigate the risk of COVID. Now, that could be a big impact. And, and one thing to consider even with predictions and whatnot with the season going on is possible suspensions going into the air. We'll, we'll see how... When, when push comes to shove, when it comes to the NBA and Adam Silver and the executives, and we have star players continually breaking this protocol, say if they do, will they come down with a hammer on them compared to other players? Let, let's say you have the James Hardens, the LeBron James, the, you know, whomsoever number one, top 15, 20 players in the league continually breaking protocols. Are you going to be hammering down them with them on suspensions and risk losing uh, TV money, revenue, uh, possible fans if they're even out at that point? Now that's something, you know, that's more of an answer we're going to have to wait and see. But I, I hope, I hope the NBA sticks to its word and I, I hope it is more of a, all for one and one for all, where the rules apply to everybody, and not just and and nobody is above the game, and nobody oh, is I, above the. I I don't care if you're a fifth fifth player on the bench or if you're James Harden. If you break the rules, you break the rules, and I hope the NBA sticks to that because we're not just talking about breaking a small rule. We're talking about potentially playing with the health of players and families and individuals' lives. So I, I want to add to that. And I think that the thing that I've seen from this NBA and especially Adam Silver as a leader, um, when it comes to players health, especially with COVID, he seems to be no nonsense, right? He, he is willing to crack that whip. And I think players are coming into this year, understanding the financial impact 
of each game on their take-home salary, right? So I, I won't get into the specifics, but, you know, historically uh, teams would have to keep about, I think it was about 10% of a player's salary in escrow. Now because of COVID and, and just essentially projections of loss of revenue, they're going to be keeping around 30 to 40%. So the, the entire league is going to be less liquid. And so there's going to be expectations and an understanding that with a new CBA coming, the rules may not be the same in, in a couple of years. And so the money that you leave on the table this year, um, you know, you might never get that back, right? People, people don't, don't understand that that could be the really real future for NBA players. Like these out, outrageous contracts may not be the norm in a couple of years. And I, I remember when, we, when they first locked down the, the season last year, CJ McCullen, uh, the the shooting guard on the Blazers posted, man, I hope everyone saved up money because who knows how long we're going to be out for or something to that effect. And so I, I think players are going to take it a little more seriously, but I think where the big differentiator is going to happen is the teams that are mentally sound and have good coaching. Those are the ones that are going to thrive. So like the reason why, you know, I, I think you guys picked the heat was to, to come out the East is I think the heat are going to be more mentally tough than the other teams in the league. I have the Celtics coming out and that's because they got a great coach and young hungry guys. I had the Lakers coming out the West because they're, they've already proven that they're going to be mentally tough enough to focus on getting a chip while other people may get distracted. And I think that's going to be the real differentiator. Well, thank you again for those <laughs> points. And I appreciate everything you guys said, especially Yusuf. Uh, it's, it's nice coming whoa, from, whoa. <laughs> from it's nice from a medical standpoint, Yusuf giving his opinion and what he thinks is the right thing. And obviously Ibrahim and Danielle, um, you guys know how I feel about all you guys. And I appreciate you guys joining us and listening to us on our podcast. Um, it's one of many, and we hope to entice you and more listeners. And please let us know how we can improve, what, topic, what topics you guys want to hear. And uh, we hope to catch you guys soon. Take care. And... It's see you later from the bench mob scrubs. How should I end it, guys? How yeah, do you guys want to end it? I think that's it? perfect, man. See you later. Until next time. Bada Until bing, next bada time. Boom. Bada bing, bada boom. Until next time. <laughs> yep. Bye. Uh, is it over now? <laughs> da- oh, I Daniel? forgot Daniel was still <laughs> here. With Danny uh, says, hi, guys. Yeah. Yeah, hi, guys. No, hey, guys. <laughs> no, he, <laughs> should say, he should say bye, guys. <laughs> bye, guys. <laughs> bye, guys. <laughs> <laughs>